All right, so I, oh. <laughs> I already know I'm gonna mess up a lot, but that's okay because I want to talk as fluent as I can, but if I can't, I'm just gonna keep going. So, hope you enjoy learning about Chinese imperialism. So, first off, what is imperialism? A policy of extending a country's power and influence through diplomacy of <laughs> military force. Imperialism in China all started because of trade and industry between Great Britain. China was very advanced and did not need to trade because it basically had everything it needed. What they had was in high demand from the Britons. British, <laughs> but China wanted silver for their products, and Europe did not have enough silver to pay for everything they wanted. Um, Britain got annoyed by this, and so they searched for a replacement to trade with, and the answer was opium, a highly addictive drug from poppies. Grown in the British colony India and exported to China by the British, opium soon became very desired. Once they were addicted, the Chinese willingly traded silk, tea, porcelain, and more for this addictive drug. The Chinese government, the Quin, saw that opium was deteriorating the people of China and tried to ban it multiple times. Obviously, the British didn't want this, so they used gunboat diplomacy to threaten China with war. The Chinese laid off and continued opium trade, but with very strict rules. Then, they decided that their people were too sick, so they sent all their addicts to rehab, burnt all the opium, and banned the British off their lands. They also cut off trade, which was basically started the opium wars. This resulted in five-sixths of the Chinese being murdered and loss of territory. The Chinese then decided to meet with the British and make a deal, which ended with more lenient trade, the possession of Hong Kong through to the British, and a fine of six thousand pounds for the destroyed opium. Neither leaders were content with these, though, and the treaty was never signed by either side. Sides, um, fights continued, and China got weaker while the British grew more gruesome. And in the in the end, the Chinese emperor decided to negotiate with the British again because they saw that they could not win. In the end, China needed to pay twenty million pounds, um, and there was lots of new ports owned by the British, and trade prices had to be agreed on both sides, not just set by the Chinese. Hong Kong belonged to the British, and it was under British law, not Chinese law. The only thing the Chinese did not allow in these agreements agreements were Christian influence, which the Europeans didn't even want to discuss because of how touchy it was, and 
they did not allow opium, which eventually led to a second war that was pretty much exactly like the first war, and ended with the same way, except the British were like, okay, no opium, I guess. <laughs> the opium wars were forever implanted in the native minds of China, and often comes up when there's controversy between China and British, like, politics now, and the unfair treaties are always brought up. The wars have the lowest death rates, but have the highest impact on politics today. The open opium wars have been gone for a long time, but they are still very prevalent today. And thank you for listening.